Welcome to the Nat Rush Show, a podcast on the ever-changing world of natural refrigerants. Brought to you by Sheko and sponsored by component maker Teco. My name is Charlotte McLaughlin and I'm the Brussels-based reporter in Europe. I'm joined today by my colleagues also in Europe, Marie Vitesti, and from the US, um, our North American editor, Michael Gary. We're going to take a look at the upcoming issues in 2019 and sort of the policy that we're looking forward to and expecting, and then also the market trends and where we're seeing the market evolving. So maybe to concretely focus on first, maybe we can look at the, the big policy trends. Marie, this year we've had the first implementation of the Kigali Amendment, which is a global agreement on global HFC phase down. So overview of that and what we're expecting from the market. So indeed the Kigali Amendment entered into force on 1st January this year, phasing down globally the production and use of HFCs. However, two thirds of the parties to, to the Montreal Protocol are yet to ratify the text including the United States and China. The problem is that they are the largest producers and consumers of HFCs. Therefore, although it entered into force and I'm assuming the market will follow um, to align with the, the, you know, the mm-hmm. development of alternatives and everything, it would be even more meaningful, I guess, when those two countries will ratify the Kigali Amendment rather than the formal entry into force of this year. So, Michael, have we heard anything from the US on ratifying Kigali? Do you think it'll actually happen? Or are we still in government shutdown mode? Well, yeah, nothing's happening right at the moment with the government <laughs> shutdown. Um, but, um, yeah, I, I think that as long as um, Trump is, is president, um, he's not going to refer the Kigali Amendment for ratification. But uh, the industry in America is supporting this. And I mean, Trump always says he loves business. Business is telling him to do this. So what's the holdup? Yeah, that's true. But he still can't really predict what he's going to do. The uh, the problem with it is that it's an international treaty and he doesn't care, care for international treaties. Mm-hmm. And it's also related to climate change and doesn't believe in climate change. So those are two problems uh, that may, you know, prevent him from ra- uh, referring it to the Senate for ratification. But I think once we get past the Trump era, whenever that may turn out to be. I, I guess there's not much time left of Trump's presidency. We, we don't have long to go. Um, is it hopeful that somebody will replace Trump or is it does it seem still quite likely that he's going to be in charge for another term? Well, you know, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, he's got two, uh, two more years in his uh, first term, his current term. Mm-hmm. and uh, But he's facing a whole wide array of legal challenges and investigations that may shorten his term. But nobody really knows at this particular point. The U.S. will eventually get back on board with environmental treaties. But there is a lot happening at the, you know, the state level on um, HFC. So maybe if you can give an overview of what's coming up this year. On the state level, of course, is where we're seeing the most activity. Um, California 
starting in January this year, is banning certain high GWP HFC refrigerants um, as part of their California Cooling Act. Adopted the EPA SNAP rules on HFCs that took effect in 2015 and 16 and uh, were vacated uh, last year by the U.S. Court of Appeals and the EPA. However, since California's adopted those rules for its state policy, uh, they're banning R404A and R507A, among other refrigerants, starting January 1st this year mm-hmm. for a whole variety of, of equipment, just including new and retrofit supermarket systems and remote condensing units. So basically, yes. there's just there's bans coming up this year, basically, just in California. That's the only state that's doing it this year. It's only right now in California, but three other states have announced they will be uh, following suit mm-hmm. with what California did, and they will regulating HFCs and uh, taking on the uh, vacated EPA regs as well. So uh, those states, Connecticut, Maryland, and New York, and Washington State also announced. So we'll probably see more developments coming up this year, basically, on the... US on HFCs. But in Europe, we already are phasing down HFCs quite strongly. Marie, what is the kind of the big thing that's probably affecting the industry this year regarding the European F-gas regulation, which I guess applies to all the EU countries, but also countries that are not necessarily part of the European Union, but sort of follow the regulation as well? Yeah, such as uh, the newly uh, United Kingdom, probably, <laughs> uh, who said that even though they, e- even if there's no deal Brexit, they will follow the gas regulation and yeah. align. But I guess you were referring as well to Norway or Switzerland, who uh, as well they don't belong to the EU as other countries like the member states, but they follow the. The rules and yeah. align their legislation to the EU one. So under the EU FGAS regulation, uh, there are the 2020 FGAS bans uh, which are coming. So it's a new package of bans and of course uh, a year before the industry needs, if it's not already done, to adapt and anticipate those bans. As of 2020, the EU FGAS uh, regulation bans the placing of the market across the block of movable room air conditioners and hermetically sealed commercial refrigeration equipment that uses refrigerants whose global warming potential is over 150. So it's very uh, low. So Mm -hmm. natural refrigerants are quite well placed. And it also bans the use of HFCs uh, whose global warming potential is over 2,500 in stationary refrigeration equipment, except uh, that which cools to below minus 50 degrees Celsius, which is an exemption that is... Uh, contested by some um, industry representatives who claim that uh, who actually work uh, with natural refrigerants for this type of equipment, by the way. But yeah, so these are the main bands uh, coming, and um, the industry is, needs now to be fully focused on those bands uh, to adapt their uh, business plan and product portfolio. And from from policymakers' perspective, um, is it very clear that people will follow these plan like bans? Well, so far the industry uh, followed those bans, mm-hmm. even though they complained. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't expect that uh, it should be any different. They knew as of twenty fourteen slash fifteen 
and the EFGAS regulation was uh, put into force that he was coming. So, well, uh, and then it's true, it's, it, it, indeed, it's the job of the um, countries mm -hmm. to make sure it's implemented. So, I know, like, for example, in France, they have inspectors, uh, mm -hmm. they check randomly. Um, there's this uh, license for people using uh, HFCs, mm -hmm. so it allows them to control a little bit what's happening. So, it should work. Uh, and natural refrigerants are a great alternative option so hopefully mm -hmm. we'll drive again the market towards those kind of solutions. And from your perspective, are you seeing sort of development in the market um, aimed at complying with those bans, like for example in stationary refrigeration, so commercial refrigeration? Are we seeing a lot of development there in Europe? Well, it seems that based on the, the interviews and talks that we have with European manufacturers, uh, the case for commercial refrigeration is kind of won now on mm -hmm. the natural refrigerant side. It seems to be now considered as a, a, a mature, credible technology. Mm -hmm. um, when we were talking to manufacturers, um, when we when they were recalling trade shows um, over the past few years, apparently people came to them more a bit like out of curiosity, does it really work? Whereas now people come with real practical questions mm -hmm. like I have a small store which has those challenges, is it possible? So in commercial re refrigeration, it seems that the technology now is, is mature in Europe. I think it's certainly the European case, but Michael, um, are we seeing the same development in the US? Is it a mature technology? Is it standard? in new installations as it is here no not yet not yet and is there an expectation yeah. that in 2019 the situation will change or will it continue so i i think that we'll see we've been seeing slow uh, progress with natural refrigerants in, in the u.s uh over the last three or four years transcritical co2 supermarkets and now industrial places seeing a, a lot of uh, installations of r290 cases self-contained uh, of course, uh, ammonia and industrial low charge um, types of systems. So we're seeing we're seeing the U.S. and also let's not forget Canada is doing a lot as well. So we're seeing progress. It's not up to the standard of of Europe or Japan, but I think that it will, it will continue to grow. And I think as as attention more attention turns to climate change, it'll grow even more. One key development, I think, that certainly from the European perspective, that where you, the US and North America is kind of slightly ahead in terms of European thinking is the move towards low charge ammonia. That's something that I think, you know, there's a lot more package units there. Whereas in Europe, we're kind of like still kind of just doing the same old thing when it comes to ammonia. There's some packaged ammonia systems and some low charge systems about, but it's not the people are not pursuing it to the same great extent um, in the U.S. Why do you think that's the case? Yeah, well, I mean, there are some players like Star Refrigeration, I believe, does packaged ammonia, low charge, um, and they have a division called Azane in the U.S. But yeah, I mean, it's um, there are some aggressive companies now in, in the U.S., uh, notably uh, Nextcold, which is part, part of Hill Phoenix, and also uh, Evapco um, and Azane and companies like St uh, Stellar and Simco. I mean, there is a big, there is a push to towards uh, installing these low charge package units uh, for a variety of reasons. Uh, certainly, the the lower charge 
uh, is safer and, and, and gets away and gets the end user away from a number of uh, regulations that apply to large charge over 10,000 pounds. So, um, yeah, that is, a, that is a growth area here. Yes, yeah, certainly. Um, and also maybe, uh, Marie, if you can give us, because we're not just talking about refrigeration here, we're also talking about the HVAC side of things. Mm -hmm. And I think there's some been some key developments that are expected in 2019, um, especially coming from Asia. Indeed, uh, we are betting a lot on the potential of HVAC now uh, with natural refrigerants, and China seems to be taking the lead uh, with hydrocarbons. Um, in early December, uh, eight major Chinese um, room air conditioning makers committed to selling 220,000 uh, R290 units in 2019, mm -hmm. for example. So um, those major manufacturers, um, those big names, not to mention them, would target the domestic Chinese market by uh, next year, uh, mid-2019, they said. So we expect... Kind and of a driver would these for sales just be in China, or would they also be outside of China? Well, like they they pledge to target the domestic uh, Chinese market by mm. mid twenty mid twenty nineteen. But of course, um, the next step is uh, exports, but it's mm -hmm. not yet on the agenda. Where they are focusing on the domestic one at the moment. And has there been any developments in the U.S. regarding subsidies for natural refrigerants? There's the California cooling, but there's also is um san francisco i think they have uh their smud scheme are they also going to pursue that in 2019 michael the um, legislature is working on f uh, procuring funding for the incentives for natural refrigerant equipment that uh, have become available through the california cooling act so the california state is working on getting the funding for that uh, hopefully soon. Um, and uh, in Sacramento, there's the uh, utility, um, Sacramento Municipal Utility District, SMUD, uh, that has a natural refrigerants incentive program. They've started, I believe they'll be starting this year, supporting some local supermarkets installing natural refrigerant equipment. So that's really good news uh, that that program is getting underway and um but on the on the federal level of course uh we don't have any subsidies in the u.s quebec does in canada okay well um i bet our readers are excited to see the updates as they progress throughout the year thank you very much marie vitesti and michael gary for your time i hope you join us in two weeks time for another great natref show <laughs> <laughs>